Welcome back to the Boats and Does podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. Man, this week we're going to talk about something. So we saw a albino deer. Yep. Like ghost white deer. Um, probably what, like three miles from my house? Yeah, probably so. So like there's a lot of controversy. Like you see every once in a blue moon, you see a deer of a, a picture of a deer. Ghost white giant rack. Yep. Somebody's killed. What are your thoughts? Well, I know that the standard, everybody says it's bad luck. I don't know that I believe that. Yeah, man. I don't know. Part of me says like, it's a cultural. It's already got a lower chance to survive because it sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. But part of me thinks, like, it's special enough it should live. And the other part of me knows that if a 135-inch just ghost white buck walks out in front of me, I'm shooting that joker, and I'm going to have to find room in my little house for a full-body mount because he's getting mounted. (laughs) Yeah. See, everybody's like, oh, it's bad luck. It's bad luck. I think it's I like that's a once in a lifetime opportunity to me. Yeah, it's special. Yeah, I would not. I don't think I'd hesitate to shoot an albino deer. Albino deer. Ooh. see, now we've through. I don't know, though, but like I'm not going to say I made you think. (laughs) Well, no, because like if I was out, if I was out and was like, I'm out here for me and I'm going to shoot whatever. If I saw an albino doe, definitely can shoot her. Peak rut. I, I I might I might wait a second to see if there's a good buck chasing her. See, but like, so like where we hunt, there's no lack of contact with those. Absolutely not. Like none. No. If I wanted to go shoot a doe right like this afternoon, I, I would. Could. I, I would be more surprised if I went in the woods and didn't see a doe. Right. And it's like. If you're in there meat hunting, where we hunt, you would have zero issue passing that and knowing there's probably going to be another opportunity same day. There's probably four brown ones with her. But it's like, and you're still, if there's four brown ones with her, which one are you shooting? Her. Even if she's not as big as the brown one. Mm. See, I'm just throwing some wrenches in there. I mean, yeah, I see the I see the wrenches, but like if you're out meat hunting, obviously you want to shoot the bigger death. I mean, you, you you're going to want the most meat. But if you if you put if we were out there, you're sitting, such a hypocrite though, because like why? Well, like opening day last year, bigger deer was at 15 yards, <laughs> like well more like over a year, a year or two years ahead of the deer you were trying to shoot. Yeah, true. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not yeah. calling you out on your BS, but like, I'm calling you out on your BS. I feel like bucks and does are different. Mm. If you put comparable size does, one white, one brown, out in front of me, I'm I'm shooting the albino one. Yeah, man. I don't know. That would be a hard decision for me to make. How so? Like, cause they're, you know, like you see that old, the, you remember like 
old timey cartoons where you like they had the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. your conscience fighting. Yeah, that's what my brain would be like. I'd be like, I'd love to have an albino white deer rug, right? Because that's about all you're going to get out of a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also appreciate the fact that she's running around the woods, and I would enjoy watching her more. Hmm. And, like, I don't eat enough deer meat. Like, that, for somebody that has a hunting podcast, that sounds pretty bad. But, like, Savannah is not overly in love with it, and we cook for two people 95% of the time. Yeah, so it's tough to use a lot of it. Yeah, so, like, if I cook it, it's, like, like I may eat half a deer a year. Yeah. So, like, I don't actively, like, I used to when I was single and I ate a lot of deer meat. I used to kill a bunch of deer. But now it's, like. Don't be wasteful. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll kill one for my mom every year if she wants one. Yeah. Um also because it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I want it dropped off at the processor. I'm like, okay, well, you can. Yeah, you okay. Can. You want me to shoot it, throw it in the truck, take it to. Yeah, like we sure. need we need to take some does out of the club anyways. Like that to me is, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a win-win. Yeah. But like me, I always process them myself. Well, me and you process them. Yep. And it's like, I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I would be cool with shooting an albino deer. And if I did shoot an albino deer, if I wouldn't have some resemblance of regret. Hmm. But see, like, okay, well, let me throw this French at you. It's later season. You haven't seen her all year. All of a sudden, she just walks in. Haven't seen her all year. May not see her again. How's the season going? I mean, you're out. We're meat hunting. It's the end of the year. We're like, all right, we got. Am I having a good season, though? Have I seen a bunch of deer? Mm. Or have I? has it been a rough season? Because that matters. Well, I know the answer. <laughs> if it's been a rough season, you're dropping her. <laughs> so, I guess it's been a decent season. You've been seeing a good bit of deer, but like your mom your mom wants a deer. Here's a chance to shoot an albino one. You get if to she, keep the hide. If she stands there and just like, you know. Chip shot. Just chip shot and just won't go away. Yeah. Like just sitting there just rubbing it in. Almost I'm, asking for it. I would probably shoot it. Yeah. If it just like is a quick blip. You're not going to go out of your way to try to hurry up and squeeze one off. No. Like, if I can't enjoy that moment, I don't think I would want to do it. Yeah. All right. So it's like the last weekend. The last weekend? The last weekend, <laughs> your mom's like, hey, I, I need some I more really deer I don't care meat. about her freezer. I just do it out of convenience. Well, no, I know. But like you, okay, so you're out. You need you need a duck, right? Right. To fill your freezer. Uh-huh. And you have comparable sizes Albino, regular color, they walk out, stand. I can't honestly answer side. that question because I've never been in that situation. <laughs> I feel like I'm shooting her. Yeah. The albino one, she stands out more. Yeah. Now, I do know what I would do if, like, you know, a nice buck. Would you shoot a smaller? So, like, let's say there's a smaller buck that's albino. Uh-huh. Still healthy. Like, 100. So, you're talking, like, 100 inch versus, like, like 100, 115. 105 inch deer. Yeah, and then there's like a hundred and twenty inch, like brown deer. Mm. See, that would be a tough decision to make. If they're both standing broadside, it's both a chip shot. Like you definitely are laying whichever one you choose down. Yep. 
These are all hypotheticals that will never happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't going to happen, but <laughs> like, I feel like I'm taking the bigger buck with hopes that everybody else thinks it's bad luck to shoot the albino one and he'll be bigger next year. Yeah, I mean, like, we talk about like letting deer walk, right? I just want a big one on the wall. Just one. After, I mean, I want after several. that. After that, you're just you're just gonna become a duck hunter. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I want several, but like, <laughs> I don't have. I, I I like the saving grace for me being a deer hunter is that you can't hunt ducks on Sunday. Yeah, that's like the saving grace. If I could hunt ducks on Sunday, chances of me deer hunting are very slim. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, I've yet to this day, I don't have a deer on the wall. Yeah, I mean, you got that skull cap from Pennsylvania your first year. Well, you turned him into rattling antlers, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, um, I've got two deer on the wall that now I would, I probably like wouldn't have mounted them in the same fashion. I probably would have just euroed them and called it good. Right. But it's like, and I think from here on out, I'll probably just euro deer because it's. Yeah. Does I, that count as putting one on the wall? Euros? Yeah. Is that like I mean, this yeah. year this year we're about to do for you? Are you counting that? You got yeah, one yeah, on yeah. The I'm going to count that. I mean, that's yet I don't have one, but we're also, as soon as we get off here, we're going to start my first euro. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it counts. But like, sure. what? Okay. So, what's going to classify? What's going to make you do a shoulder mount? Dude, I don't know. I. I've kind of lost the proponent for spending that much money on a deer mount, and I don't know why. I think I will euro everything. I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like thinking about an elk, right? Yeah. A, an elk's a big mount as a euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, with those new skull hooks, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Those things put that, they make a euro mount look so good. I love euro. I do too. Um, it would have to be a very original deer. Yeah, like if I kill a something close to a North Carolina record or like, you know, something 150 plus and it's like a weird deer. It's got like a calico face or something. Yeah, like for sure. If it's your, which run of the mill is probably not the right word, but if it's your run of the mill 135, like mainframe 10. Yeah. I don't know. There's a reason. Now, if it's got like drop tines and nastiness, like, yeah, I'll probably shoulder mount that. Yeah, I don't. It's gonna have to be a think, very special deer for me to shoulder mount it. I think it also depends on my next house. Like in this house, I don't have very much space. No, like I've got room for like if I were to shoulder mount deer, I've got you room. Put two or three more right here in front of us. Yeah, and then when we build the shop, I'll have like four walls. I can yeah, like, I can do up. But you got to think too. Also, you got to have room for some waterfowl. Yeah, I know. And like, I think bird mounts are pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that to me is just says classic Southern man. I think it's a little more classy than, like, walking in. Like, I feel like when you walk in and there's shoulder mount deer everywhere, you're like, oh, this is an old redneck. What do you expect? Let me ask you. This is this is very – because these are, these are my friends I'm talking about. Okay. You walk into a double-wide trailer somewhere in Gaston County. Let's, let's say Dallas, for example. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What do you expect on the wall? Do you Shoulder ex- mounts. Do you expect a mallard or a pheasant or a quail or a hooded merganser? No. No. Deer mounts. 
you expect $300, not the best taxidermy <laughs> deer mounts. He's got a lazy eye. Yeah, like <laughs> like his buddy does them in his garage. Yep. Like you expect, and you expect the bucks and probably not be all that big. Like right. there's, there's going to be one big one mixed in probably. Yeah. That's what I expect. And that's why I think, then you look at like, like the classy Southern man that's got like the nice house, you know, is doing it. He's doing the bird hunt. He's doing all these other things. He's going out for elk. He's going out for this. What kind of deer mounts do you expect to see in his place? Um, I would expect to see a couple shoulders. Yeah, but you're going to see a bunch of euros. Yeah, it would be a good bit of euros. And I know who you're talking about now, and that's all he has is a bunch of euros. He's got some shoulders, but they're they're at the farm. Yeah, but like most of his... There's a lot of birds mounted at the farm. There's a lot of birds, and they look... Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's like... I just picked two people and I, I'm friends with both groups of people. Like I don't care either way. Yeah. yeah, I know both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with either way, but like, I just think for the money, it's also a lot easier for me to talk Peyton into hanging them out. If it's a bird, if it's a bird or a Euro, yeah, because she's women, like shoulder women, mounts are tacky. Women love European mounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's about. Savannah likes shoulder mounts. Like, this is her favorite room in the house. This was, like, the room I was... We we talked about it, and I could have got away with hanging them in the living room. Yep. But some things are, you know... You win some, you lose some. Sometimes it's better to take the L and just... I Honestly, I would have put them in here before I put them in the living room. Yeah. So, like, my guest bedroom has just, like, a taxidermy wall with all these, like, we've been um, scouring, like, like uh, what are the places Peyton likes to go? Antique shops. Yeah, we've been, like, scouring antique shops for, like, old pheasant prints, and um, I've got some grouse up there, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got these, like, two artist-made prints of our dogs. We still got to get one of Harrison. Um, but yeah, it's just a swanky ass wall and yeah, I don't know. You've, you've seen it in our reels if you've seen it, but, um, no, man, I, I, I don't know. It just feels right. That wall would have so much more space on it if it was Euro mounts instead of shoulder mounts. Yeah, absolutely. But both of those deer mean something to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying regretted in you know, any type of way for the shoulder mounts. I just think that in the future for me to, for me to shoulder mount something, it's going to have to be pretty special. Yeah, for sure. Would you have shoulder mounted the deer that you had an encounter with? Um, no, I probably would have Euro'd him. Yeah. Even though that would have been the biggest buck of my life and first buck with a bow. Yep. He still would have got Euro'd. I'd have Euro'd him. Possibly would have laid there between us. Yeah, between his antlers and let it ride. Yeah, I don't know. I also just find it harder to spend like five or six times the money. You know what I mean? Year, like you can get a, a year, euro for like a euro's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we do it, it's free. <laughs> if you have like when I went and dropped that buck off, we're about to do it was eighty bucks for mm-hmm. the processor to do it. Right. If I would have took that head four, to four fifty, if you do a pedestal, four twenty five, if you don't. Yeah, 
Like, that's crazy. And you're going to not have that deer back for, like, probably a year. Yeah. No, I'll pass on all that. And then, like, even, not to call you out, but, like, you're six, dropped it in the move. Now the nose is busted. It actually, that that mount has fell off the wall three times. Yeah. Like, whether I did it, the dogs knocked it off the hook. Um, yeah, just, like, it used to be, like, my laundry door would come off the tracks and swing out and hit it. And, like, one day it just knocked it off the wall and that busted the nose. I could take it and have it fixed. Yeah, but, like. But, like, I really don't care. It could just be a year up. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. No, I. I agree. Um, I wish there was a way to, like, have you seen, I think from now on, I watched this dude. He, like, he's a waterfowler, and he takes uh, mallard tails, the curls, and saves those. Mm -hmm. And then he's got, like, this, I forget how he did it, but it was, like like, a wall of mallard tails. Nice. I think, like, that's a cheap way to, like, save some remembrance of the ducks you kill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like turkeys, man. Turkeys are so easy to mount. Yeah, I just cut the tail fan, dry it. Yeah, I. And turkeys look good. Have you seen where they um, do all the feathers inside of a frame? Uh-uh. I'll have to show you that. That that's my next turkey mount. I'm gonna try and figure out how to do that. So, what's your like as we sit right now? What's your if you could pick something like this weekend? Mm-hmm. and go get it and have a mount, what would it be? Like, what's your next, like, sought-after mount? Okay. I said that the neck, the the first set of ducks that I'm going to mount are, like, Nash's first, like, quintessential retrieve. Right. Like, he's had retrieves, but, like, the first one where he's sitting in place, he doesn't break at the shot, I send him, he goes, he gets a really, really just sharp looking, like, like Instagram real worthy retrieve. Yeah. His first proper retrieve. His, his first proper, like, no BS retrieve. Yeah. No, no playing with the bird. Cause, like, right now he's in this phase where he wants to nose at the bird. Yeah. Before he grabs onto it. Um, but his first proper retrieve. That's that's the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, if Nash wasn't in the picture, it would probably be a giant mule buck. And it would be a Euro. Mule deer just looks so good, Euro. I think I'm going elk. Ooh, yeah, that's not a bad one. Man, also I don't know. Euro. You know how, like, I, I like, like, I hyper fixate on things once, like, I'm starting to do them. Yeah. Like, because I've been on a mule deer hunt, I will I will go down that rabbit hole until I kill one. <laughs> and like I don't care if it takes loss of limb. Like there, I I don't know what it is. Like it's a problem. Yeah, you're very stubborn on things you set your mind to. When I say like, it's not a bad thing. No, I mean I think it's why like I think it's why like like when I was big into bass fishing tournaments, like. I fished all the time. Fly fishing, when I got into that, like, 
I fly fished every weekend. I was driving two hours every Saturday morning and two hours home every Saturday evening so I could go chase trout. Yep. Now it's moved to a place of like convenience, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that's why I've enjoyed hunting birds as much as I have. Cause it's like, it's a lot more fun to keep you in the game. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not so much of a struggle. Well, it's almost easier to spend time with buddies doing than like, like, look at, look at like how we would do when we would go bow hunt Pennsylvania. I can convince almost anyone to go on a bird hunt. Yeah. Not saying they won't regret it, but like, you can sit around, BS, spend time together while you're doing it. Yeah, like Savannah brought out some cinnamon rolls Saturday. We had a blast. Yeah, had a decent shoot. But like when we go, like we go to Pennsylvania and go to go to deer camp with our bows, we go all day, sit mm-hmm. in separate trees, don't even talk until that evening. We sit around and BS, which is fun. You get the camp aspect, but like right, I think that's why those guys like bear hunting as much as they do because they just you get, get to walk around and BS while we do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I I don't know. I, I think, and I think that's another thing about Western hunting, that, like, it has that quality. Yep. Like, people are out there doing it by themselves. What a miserable existence that is. Yeah, hiking around all that. Um, I mean, you're sitting, you're sitting behind binoculars for hours. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't necessarily know that that is all that important. Like the, what's important is hanging out with your buddies. Yep. Enjoying it. Now, I mean, I guess if you enjoy the time, you know, the time alone. Yeah, no, I enjoy that too. But like, I would rather do it with friends. It's a lot harder to make myself go when the conditions are crappy. If I'm not going with somebody. Right. And to get it done, you have to go good, bad or indifferent. You have to go. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think final answer on albino deer. I'd like to say that I wouldn't shoot it. I'm probably going to shoot it. Yep. I have no qualms or correlations. I don't think it's bad bad luck. luck. I just think it's special. Yep. Like I'm not, I don't necessarily like, I believe in karma. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's a negative karma. You're just killing a deer and putting food on the table. Now, right. if you, like, just killed it and didn't use the meat, okay, that's negative karma. Yeah. But I don't think in any way it's bad luck. Like, I don't think if I shot an albino buck that I would, the next five years in the woods, I wouldn't even see a deer. So, another thing I just thought of, okay, melanistic animals. So, like, a melanistic coyote. Yeah. Nobody bats an eye because it's not white, it's black. Right. And I'm not, like, in any way, shape, or form. I don't understand... It's like because it's white and it looks pure, like people are against shooting it. But it's literally the same. Per, it's probably this. I don't know this for sure, but I would have to imagine the rarity of a melanistic animal versus the rarity of an albino animal. It's probably pretty similar. Yeah, I would believe so. But you know, another thing though, I would love to kill a, a black coyote. That is a pretty. But nobody animal. bats an eye at an all white coyote either. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone kill one. I mean, there's mostly uh, there's 
they're pretty white and gray anyway, but yeah. But like a hare, right? Yeah. Like a snow, like a snow hare yeah. or a snow rabbit or whatever you want to call it. Those are white as a ghost. Yep. Nobody cares. Nope. Polar bear. Nobody really cares except the animal rights activists and they, they're going to care whether it's white or black. Yep. Why does a white deer bring this like hate? It, you read the comments of like some of those things. And it's like, it just brings hatred down. And I'm like, I don't know. It does. It's like, well, that man was see, legal. Did you see the, the kid that shot like, a, he shot a massive albino buck. I don't remember what state it was, but everybody was like on there, like putting him down about, it, it was like the big, it was a buck of a lifetime. The kid was legal. Yeah. The kid killed a buck of a lifetime bigger than probably any buck you've killed. And you're giving him crap. Yeah. Because it was white. Uh, uh, yeah. See, I don't, I don't believe that. that's one thing I don't the 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 negativity of that's what, putting other people down. That's like when I talk about, dude. You just gotta like if it's legal as a hunter, you should be raving that somebody's out there doing it. Yep. Because you know what? As soon as that falls, even if you don't agree with it, like that's one pillar. You take enough pillars down, the whole house falls. Yep. Yep, I think as long as it, as long as you're excited about it, it makes you happy. That's what I told you about, about it. That's what I told you about your buck. I think, I think that buck you shot may have. I'm not going to speak for you, but it seemed like you were not quite as ecstatic about it after you got to him. No, there was some ground shrinkage. Um, still stoked. Still definitely putting them on the wall. Yeah, I mean, like I told Tyler, like if it got your heart pounding and you're happy, like. Who gives a rat's butt? We're going to post a picture up on Boats and Does. If you got something negative to say, say it. We really don't care. Yeah. I mean, I was excited. I'm happy with him. The only hesitation that, that you saw in it, the little bit, was he wasn't that one with the bow. No, I know. So there's there's that little bit. But that's a that's a personal thing. It's not. the it's There was no regret in the deer. Super stoked if, about him. If social media wasn't a thing and you never, like – Never had to deal with the negative consequences. Would you have had the same thoughts about shooting that deer? Which one? The one you shot. Nah, you, not nah. at all. Right. You would have never even had this, the thought of like, oh, he he could have been given another year. Yeah. Um, I <clears throat> hate what social media has done to hunting. Yeah, it really does. Um, it, which, it's a double-edged sword though, right? It makes people a little more hesitant. Um, yeah, definitely. It definitely, it definitely helps. It helps the deer population, but also I don't like if it makes you happy. Like when I saw him, I was like, "Yep, that's a good buck." He, you know, I got excited. My heart started pumping. I pulled the trigger. He dropped. I was excited. I got to him. I still had a smile on my face, tracking him out of the woods. No, that's all that matters. Yep. Well, this has been the Boats and Does podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>